This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You want your clients to actually get results. You don't want to just put something out and be able to market it really well and sell it really well, but not actually have those customers, those students actually seeing that transformation happen in their business. Did you know that since March of 2020, the number of self-employed workers rose by about 500,000 to 9.44 million. That is the highest total since financial crisis year 2008, except for this summer. This stat comes from Wall Street Journal via Contra on Twitter. And I am a big believer that we are in the midst of a remote work, a self-employment and online business revolution. More people than ever are taking part in the great resignation. They're realizing, hey, these last two years at my job were hard. They were not financially worth it or viable for me. And I'm ready to start doing something that I'm really proud of. I'm ready to start getting some flexibility for myself, for my family. And listen, there are a lot of hard things going on in the world right now, but one small silver lining is that it's never been a better time to start an online business. There is more information out there. There is more demand and people are more used to hiring freelancers or independent workers than ever before. So if you're somebody who's thinking, you know what, 2022 is my year. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to start side hustling. I'm going to leave my day job. This is going to be the episode for you. I personally got my start in online business as a freelancer. This is probably the most common way to get started as an independent worker is essentially offering some type of service at a package rate or an hourly rate to a company similar to how you would at a day job, except for the fact that you're doing it usually from home, you're managing your own hours, you are really steering the ship. I used to work as a social media manager in corporate marketing. And so for me, that skill was really easily transferable into a freelance service that I could offer. So that's the first thing you need to do is you need to decide on a service. Maybe you also do something that is pretty easily transferable into freelancing. Maybe you're a video editor, maybe you're a photographer, a graphic designer, a web designer. Those things are all very common freelance jobs. So you probably won't have any issue translating those over into packages, doing research on other freelancers who are doing the same thing. But what if you're in a field like accounting or maybe you're a teacher or you're a food service worker or you're doing something that you can't just easily do from home and pull up a graphic design website and get started. Start investigating different career paths and figure out what you want to do. I, like I said, started as a freelance social media manager, and I think it's a really good place to start just because the skills that a freelance social media manager needs to know, a little bit of copywriting, a little bit of design, lots of organization, lots of communication, lots of creativity. Those are all things that will transfer over to a different job as well, including the other two that I'm going to talk about in a second. Another one that's quite similar might be virtual assisting. So if you know how to check email inboxes, if you're very organized, if you're very good talking on the phone or making reservations and, you know, taking meeting notes, that might be something that you can pretty easily do. Just do a little bit of research and put together some packages and start offering that as a service. 
Now, what's important to know about freelancing is there's a few different pricing methods you're gonna wanna keep in mind. You heard me talk a couple of times about packages. So when I worked as a full-time freelance social media manager, I had a few different packages that I would offer my clients. They could basically get a you know basic tier, which meant that they were getting a couple of social media platforms, just posting maybe two or three times per week. And that was X price. A medium tier might be five posts a week across three platforms, and that would be X price. And then they could get the gold tier, which kind of had all the bells and whistles, daily posts, stories, kind of all of those details at the highest price point. So that is one pricing method that you can go with. Now, you may also choose to go with an hourly rate. This isn't something that I really recommend doing when you're more experienced, but when you're first starting out, I actually think that hourly can be a good way to track your time, learn a little bit about what you do and don't like, and just get some projects under your belt. So that is completely up to you. And then you might also want to price by project. So maybe you are a web designer. Let's say that's what you do in your corporate job. You're looking to start as a freelancer. Well, if I don't know, the company Nike came to you for a new website, you probably are going to price it differently than if your local grocery store came to you for a website, because there's going to be different levels of complexity and there's going to be different levels of value that you're actually providing. A company like Nike has the potential to make millions and millions and millions of dollars through that website that you build for them. Whereas your local grocery store may be making considerably less than that. And the project will also be quite a bit less labor intensive for you. So those are kind of the three different pricing methods that you're going to want to think about. Start putting together packages, start writing down your services and determining how much you would charge for them. And also putting together goals on how much you need to make from this freelancing gig in order to enable you to leave your day job. If that is the goal, as far as finding work, tell everybody that, you know, you may want to keep it a little bit undercover. If you're still at your day job, depending on your level of comfort there. But once you've put together a really simple website, I'm saying this can be one page, or maybe it's a profile on a website like Contra or a LinkedIn page, just have somewhere where you can present your portfolio, the services that you offer. Once you have that built up, just tell all of your friends, tell all of your family about it, ask them to spread the word for you. That is really step one. Don't be shy. Now, step two, you may also want to develop some type of an outbound prospecting strategy. So start thinking of the types of companies that you'd like to work with and start looking them up online. Look them up on LinkedIn, look them up on platforms like AngelList and try to find some contact information to them and just simply make introductions. You don't need to be too pushy or too salesy. Just let them know who you are, what you do, what work you've done in the past that maybe they can look at to learn a little bit more about you. And that's a good jumping off point. And then you also may want to look on freelancing websites. Some of the most popular ones are Upwork, Fiverr, and even normal job boards nowadays usually have some freelance or contract jobs posted as well. So you can look on platforms like LinkedIn or Indeed or anywhere else that you look for normal jobs. Now I've offered quite a few different services over my freelancing career, but the one that I did really the longest and made the most money doing was freelance social media management. So I have a ton 
a ton of resources here on this YouTube channel and on this podcast about freelance social media management. So I'll be sure to leave some resources for you if you wanna dive deeper into that specifically. Now, the next way that you may be able to start making money online is through coaching or consulting. This is a service as well. So you may consider it freelancing as well, but it's a little bit different in that for freelancing projects, you're usually trading time for money or you're trading something tangible for money. So maybe you are creating something in exchange for payment, like a website or like a logo, some photographs, something like that. With coaching or consulting, you're really being paid for your expertise and the transformation that you're able to help your clients achieve. So if you are somebody who is always the go-to in your friend group for advice or in your professional circle or at your job for advice, you're the person who people always ask for help when they are stuck, or maybe you're really creative. So the creative team is always coming to you for your expertise when it comes to something that they are making. This could be a good option for you. Now, you also really do have to be a people person if you're gonna be a coach or a consultant because like I said, unlike freelancing, you're not just meeting to talk about the project and then going off to actually do the project. You are really the product, if you will. I know that sounds weird, but it is your expertise that they are actually paying for. You need to be comfortable talking to people. Now, I was a coach for a long time. I was very successful at it and I am an introvert. So I'm not saying that you have to be completely super extroverted to be a coach or to be a consultant, but you do have to have really good communication skills. You also need to have very good time management skills, particularly if you're going into consulting for maybe other businesses and you're doing the more corporate consulting route, you can't show up to meetings 30 minutes late. You can't take meetings while you're on the beach sipping a margarita. So this is still something that you need to be looking at as very professional. And if you're looking to start self-employment because you want that freedom, you want that time freedom or that location freedom, you may want to think carefully about coaching or consulting. And lastly, it goes without saying that you really need to have a particular area of expertise. The coaching that I did personally was helping other freelancers. I found success really quickly in my business and was able to provide advice for other people who were struggling to get clients while I had an overabundance of them. So I started offering just an hourly rate is where I started. And I offered these kind of CEO hours or these power hour calls where people could hop on a call with me and I would help them figure out how to find clients. I would help them clean up their LinkedIn profiles and build their portfolios, do cold outreach and things like that. Maybe you have something similar. Maybe you are a corporate marketer right now and you want to offer other companies marketing advice without actually doing the hands-on work for them. Maybe they already have a marketing team and you just want to be able to provide them some insights and some expertise that their team can go off and use and build on their own. Or maybe you are a life coach. Maybe you went through a life coach certification or a training, or you are currently a therapist or a counselor or something like that. And you want to translate those skills over to something that's a little bit more flexible. Starting with an hourly rate again, was really comfortable for me personally, as it enabled me to 
see if I was really good at this, if this was something that I liked doing and if there was demand for. And once all of those things shook out, I then put together a three month coaching package so people could purchase that larger package, secure their time with me, and I could work with them bi-weekly for those three months. My go-to game-changing tool for coaching is HoneyBook. It is a client management system and it really enables you to do everything that you need to do for your coaching business in one program. So basically you can send out scheduling links, you can book discovery calls through HoneyBook, you can capture client information through onboarding forms and surveys, you can actually get your invoices paid through HoneyBook, you can schedule out the rest of your coaching package through HoneyBook. I mean, it really is the all-in-one tool. So I'll leave a link for it down below if you're interested, and I will also leave a detailed video in the show notes and in the resources for you all about HoneyBook specifically for coaching, as well as another resource on how to start your first coaching program, if that's the area that you're looking to get into. And the third area that you may want to think about when it comes to making money online is developing an online course or a digital product. I always say online course, but a digital product can be a lot of different things. It might be a template pack, it might be an ebook, it might be a workbook, it might be an audio course. There could be a lot of different things, but for the purpose of this episode, I'm gonna say a course. That's really what most of my digital products are. They are online courses. Now, similar to coaching, you're gonna to need to have some skill that you can teach people or some area of expertise. Again, if you're a graphic designer, maybe you can teach either freelancers or marketing teams how to design things using a particular tool or technique. Maybe you are a relationship coach and you decide to create a course for people who are newly engaged about things that they need to know and work through before they tie the knot. So there are so many different types of online courses that you can provide, but again, not everybody is gonna be the perfect fit for this type of offer. You're gonna wanna be a good teacher, and I know that can be a hard one to kind of gauge, so maybe you ask around, ask your friends, ask your family, ask people who know you what their opinion is of your delivery and your teaching style. This is really important because you want your clients to actually get results. You don't wanna just put something out and be able to market it really well and sell it really well, but not actually have those customers, those students coming back and leaving good reviews and actually seeing that transformation happen in their business. So absolutely ask around, but also test this a little bit yourself. Maybe develop a free course, a little mini one that you give out as your lead magnet or something that you offer in exchange for an email address just to kind of start that sales funnel process and see what the response is to that free course. If people love it and can't wait for more, that's probably a good indication that you are a pretty good teacher. Meanwhile, if they say it was hard to follow and you know, you're know you not seeing a lot of shares and a lot of activity around that free course, that could be a sign that you may need to go back to the drawing board or maybe that this isn't the right format for you. You also could consider starting coaching first. That's kind of what I did. It was actually my one-on-one -on -one coaching calls that really encouraged me to create a lot of my 
best-selling courses. I essentially took a lot of the questions that I got throughout that and a lot of the resources that I had developed, templates and worksheets for my coaching clients and turned that into a course so I could serve multiple people at once. So doing the coaching was really helpful for me because I learned how to sort of educate before going off and opening the doors for hundreds and hundreds of people to learn from me if I couldn't really provide those results or didn't have all those resources yet. Once you've confirmed that that's what you wanna do, come up with your concept. With courses, I think it's important to note that we often think we need to tell every single thing that we know about a topic, graphic design, social media management, marketing, whatever it is, but you really want to sort of niche down and make it accessible and digestible for people. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to make a course about everything you need to know about graphic design, I'm going to say how to create a modern logo in Photoshop or in design or whatever the tool is that you use. And doing this really sets the expectation for people so they know exactly what they're going to get. And it's not overwhelming because people can get burnt out. It is a busy and noisy online world nowadays. So you don't need to overwhelm them with information. Just enable them to have that transformation, get that thing that you said you were going to provide them. Again, relationship coach, boom, here are five things that you and your newly engaged partner need to work through before getting married, as opposed to the entire marriage guide, which, you know, could involve so many different layers and conversation pieces. Just keep it simple. For a course platform, I personally use a website called Thinkific. I'm a big fan of Thinkific. It is really easy to use, really intuitive to simply create slides or video or audio snippets and upload them to my course platform build out modules and lessons. You can upload worksheets. You can host live lessons if you want to. There are so many different things that you can do with it. And it really is quite intuitive and easy to use. Now, I also have a video all about creating your first course. So I will leave that in the resources if that's something that you are interested in doing. Of course, once you actually create the course, you're going to need to market it. For me, content was a really big piece of that. We talked about outbound sales, but inbound sales is really where it's at for me when it comes to online course sales. That's exactly what you're looking at right now, having maybe a YouTube channel or an Instagram account that is dedicated to this particular area of focus where you can use that as your top of the funnel content, as we call it, and move people down that sales funnel to where they're gonna want to watch more things, they're gonna want to follow you, they're gonna be watching your stories, they're gonna be engaged with your content, and you're building up that relationship with them. So over time, they say, okay, I want to click purchase, I want to learn more from this person. So those are the three ways that I have made money for my online business. Be sure to open up the show notes in the description box for a ton more resources on each of those specific areas. And if you're looking for a deep dive and you know what you're ready to launch, you're like, yes, I wanna launch a course. Yes, I wanna be a freelance social media manager. You're ready to do this in 2022. Be sure to check out the online launch lab. The online business launch lab is my eight week course where I walk you through step-by-step each process that you need to actually start building these different types of businesses, either a service-based business, like a social media manager, a coaching practice, or an online course. We'll walk through everything together from the setup 
to the optimization, to the marketing of these different businesses. So by the end of the eight weeks, you should have something set and ready to go to start going to market with and hopefully earning money for yourself in 2022. I'm gonna leave a link for that down below. We just opened up the payment plan option. So I hope to see some of you in there. It is going to be so much fun, so educational. We just actually confirmed our first guest instructor as well, who's gonna be helping us with email funnels. I cannot wait. All right, so that's it for today's episode. I hope this was helpful. Let me know what type of online business you're looking to start in 2022 in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, be sure to follow the podcast and leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts in particular. And if you are on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. I post videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I will see you then. Bye.